We've been speaking over the last several weeks about time, time of faith, time for courage, and today I want to talk to you about a time to be positive, a time to be positive. And as you get through these last several weeks, you know, a time of faith, you know, sometimes we just got to have faith. We just got to believe that God is going to do something. We got to be confident. We got to be steady in our belief and our faith that God is going to do what he said. And then last week we talked about courage, that we, we have to have time of courage. And sometimes it doesn't, we don't realize how much courage we need until we are going to put our faith forward, until we're going to act on what God has promised. And then all of a sudden we get nervous and afraid like God is going to fail us. And we talked about last week how the rivers didn't even part for Joshua until the priests touched the waters and it's time for faith, a time for courage, but I think also a part of this whole ideal as we wrap up these, these things about time is that we need to be positive as well. We need to be people that are positive. And, and I want to take care of first things first because you can listen to this message and get the wrong ideal about being positive. You know, because our world is filled of self-help and all these books and, and, and videos that are always trying to help you live an improved life. And, and it's, you know, and, and, and it's always trying to encourage people how to be positive. And, and there are people who think this is just trickery or this is just, you know, the way you look at things. But I do believe that there is a, a, a spiritual foundation for us as Christians to be positive people. Because number one, we won, right? The victory has already been won. We're going to heaven. No matter what happens, no matter who the Vikings lose to, we win. And this is something that will never change. It'll never change. We win. And so why not be confident and put a smile on your face and be positive knowing that God is doing things in your life um, that is going to happen. It's gonna, it's not, he's not going to fail you. But we need to be positive. And like I said, some people will take this message and think, oh, he's just trying to be a little self-help preacher today. No, I'm not. Because I want to lay some groundwork. First things first. Number one, you need to be seeking the Lord and living for him. This is important. This is kind of something we're going to make an assumption in our life. We're going to assume that you are seeking the Lord and you're living for him. Luke 12, 29 says, and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Don't worry about it for the pagan world runs after such things for your father knows that you need them, but seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you as well. Jesus is saying, put your focus first on the father, put your focus first, focus first on the will that he has for this place and for your life. Put him first, seek the kingdom first. And so we're going to assume that you're seeking the Lord and that you're living for him. The second thing we're going to assume is that you're reading the word of God and applying it towards your life. First Peter 1.23 says, For you have been born again, not the perishable seed, but imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Things change all the time. History changes. Because you can get books that say history was this way and history was that way. And, and, and it seems like every generation has a new perspective of history. And history seems to change all the time. People tend to change all the time. Sometimes you're promised certain things. I remember I was working at a job and, um, and I was told that if I do these four things, that that would equal a full day of pay. And then about a year later, I had a meeting with the employer, and he says, hey, if you do three things, that equals a full day of pay. 
And then a year later, it was if you do five things that would equal. And I finally said, hey, listen, you, you told me if I did three things, you told me if I did four things, and now you're saying that if I do five things, it would equal a full day of pay. And you know what my boss looked at me and said? I've been overpaying you. I mean, people, people change all the time. People's words change all the time. But God's word is enduring, and it does not change. And so when he says that he will never leave you nor forsake you, that he will be there in ever-present help in times of trouble, that he will lift you from the ashes and bring, bring beauty into that moment, when he says that he will never forsake those who seek him, that he will turn even the bad situations into good things for those who love him and are called according to his word, according to the Lord. So, so you, you see that God is with you, his word endures, and it will continue to endure. So I'm assuming two things. Number one, you're seeking the Lord you're living for him and number two you're reading God's word and you understand that it is alive it is enduring and it is value for us because those two things are important so what is a negative person don't don't be looking don't be looking around at your people next to you but what is a negative person you don't have to guess what a negative person is you don't have to know one to see one because you just know who they are and you know how they sound Here's some things that people say about negative people. Those who wish to sing always find a song. Those who wish to complain always find a subject. A person who has a negative attitude towards himself will be very critical towards others. And this one is kind of humorous because it's kind of true. Christians seem to have a religion that makes them miserable. Christians seem to have a religion that makes them miserable. You've met miserable Christians. They don't go to our church, but we heard about them, right? Miserable Christians, Christians that are just so miserable and complain and negative. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard. But the Bible teaches us that we need to be people who are positive, people who have an attitude of positive thinking. Philippians 2 verse 14 says this, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine like them, like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering, a sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Paul says, do not complain or grumble or argue. This is important because a lot of times we grumble, we complain, we murmur, we, we talk behind the scenes and, and we put things and people down. And we argue, we, we set ourselves in opposition of of a person or employer or a family member and we we just ready to argue we're just waiting at that moment to say something negative there was this preacher one time he was invited to speak at a prison and so he the guard brings him in and the guard's standing there watching over all these rough guys you know and he's out and he's just he says you know and i'm just uh, probably the only time i'm going to be able to preach to this this audience, this, these prisoners, so I'm just going to just let it have it. And I'm just going to do my best and, and tell them the word of God. And so he begins to preach, and a few minutes later, 
this inmate just, just yells at the top of his voice, quiet, quiet. That's the worst preaching I ever heard. And, you know, in, the, in this this preacher, you know, he's trying to ignore it, you know, and he's like, okay, you know, maybe he's just having a rough day. And he just begins to just keep preaching and preaching. And finally, he stands up again. He says, would you please just shut your mouth? It is the worst preaching I've ever heard. And finally, the preacher looks at the guard and says, you know, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should stop because it looks like he's getting pretty upset and might get violent. And the guard said, Listen, that guy's been here for four years, and that's the most sensible thing he's ever said. Keep doing it. You know, so, so the preacher got discouraged, you know, and sometimes we get discouraged when we, when we speak things, we say things, we do things. We try to work real hard, and no one appreciates it. We try to do our best behavior, and no one sees it. And sometimes, you know, work treats us unfairly. Sometimes our kids don't understand that we have feelings, too. And, and it seems like we're always wanting at the verge to complain and to... To, to just feel down, but God wants us to be people, to do everything without grumbling or arguing, to be children of God, to hold firm and to know that we can rejoice in all things. Now, studies say that it takes 21 days to break a habit, but it also takes 21 days to create a good habit. So it doesn't just happen. You have to be purposeful in your thinking. It takes hard work and discipline. Attitudes will improve. I guarantee you that if you begin to be more positive in your outlook, in your words, in your thoughts, in your actions, things are going to change in your life. Attitudes will improve. Relationships will heal. Work ethic will increase. Happiness will spread. You will see real changes in your life when you simply become a positive person and not a negative one. So here are just some few things on how to become a positive person that I believe that God wants us to be people who are positive. The first thing is this. you got to think positive thoughts. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned and received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. You must think about things that are true, that are noble, that are praiseworthy, things that are good. You know, so many times we waste our mind and our thoughts thinking about things that are are discouraging and, and overwhelming and we forget that God wants us to be people who think about good things. Why think about things that will bring fear and doubt and worry and anxiety when you can think about things that are good? Six years ago, on October 5th, six years ago, God spoke something to me that didn't make sense because at the time, I was in a, a world of hurt. I was, I was just going through a hard time, kind of a, a, a fighting depression, just trying to survive, trying to supply for my family, trying to to make the church, you know, grow, trying to do all these things that I could. And I was just discouraged. I was hurt. I was on the verge of depression. I'm sorry. Am I being honest in church? My bad. I don't want to be too honest because I'm probably the only one who goes through those moments, you know, because the preacher never goes. I went through those moments and I was going through this time when it was just, it was hard. And God spoke just something very simple to me. And he said this, I'm putting you in a position to win. What are you talking about, God? Everything around me is falling apart. I have nothing. 
I have nothing, God, and you're telling me I'm putting you in a position to win? It doesn't make sense. But that thought, I wrote it down because I always write down what I believe I hear from God, and I wrote it down. And I came back the next day in prayer, and I saw that note putting you in a position to win. What is God? Is he just playing with me? What is wrong? Why, God, why would you say that? And I just began to just think about it and think about it. And at the time, I was coaching, you know, my boys and and daughters and and sports. and, And I just started thinking about what a coach does. You see, a coach is always trying to put a team in a position to win. Now, sometimes you have bad coaches. Sometimes they just make the wrong decisions. Sometimes they do the wrong things. But coaches are always trying to do things to put their team in a winning position. Why compete if you're just going to lose? Let's try to win. You know, I always, you know, and, and sometimes it's hard because we don't, we don't want to hear the truth. I remember my daughter Ellie came home from her first day of basketball practice and she was saying, we did this, we did that, we did this. And, and I said, well, show me. So she's showing me what she learned. And I said, no, no, that's wrong. And I was hard on her that day. She started crying. And I said, Ellie, I said, I'm a coach that's always going to be honest with you. Always going to be honest with me and, you know, honest with you. And I'm going to tell you if you're wrong, because my boy Tony came home one time. He was upset and crying at the table. You remember that? He's like, Dad, Dad, the coaches, they say this, they say that. They won't play me, play me. And I said, son, I won't play you either. You turn the ball over too much. I said, I would bench you so deep in that bench. I said, but you know what? You got to work at it. And he did. He worked at it. Still didn't play much, but he worked at it. But you know, you got to be honest because why? The coach wants to put you in a position to win. And I started thinking about what God said. I'm putting you in a position to win. It had nothing to do with the size of my church, the income that I had, the, 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 affluent, the, the, the effect that I had on people. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with my attitude. Because, see, I wasn't even wanting to win. I was so discouraged. I didn't think I could win. And God says, I want you to think that you can win. And that's when I started to just really let the word of God just begin to speak to me. And when I ran across verses that says God is able to do even more that we can ask or imagine, I started to really just dig into that. God, you are able. Period. Ask or imagine. Yeah, I got a great imagination. That's fine. But the fact is you are able. And I started to think, and I started to think these thoughts. And all of a sudden I realized I can win as long as I'm thinking what God is telling me, I can win. And so you have to put yourself in a position to win. And your mind is always going to try to discourage you and going to try to hold you back, going to try to remind you of all your failures, of things that never will change. But you got to remember that God is putting you in a position to win. Some people never put themselves in a position to win. But I want you to know that your thinking can empower you. Your thinking can motivate you. Your thinking can inspire you if you allow positive thoughts to dwell in your mind. If you allow the good things, the noble things, the things that are praiseworthy, not fears and doubts, but positive thinking based upon what God is and what God has done and who God is. When you start thinking like that, things will change. Negative thinking is not the result of a hard not life, but it's a failure to discipline your thinking. 
Negative thinking is not the result of hardships or failures or people, but it is a failure to discipline your thinking. You have to be disciplined in your thinking. And when negative thoughts begin to rise, you must shut those things down. Now, I'm not telling you to hide from the truth. I'm not telling you to put your head down in the sand and just hope things are going to change. No, because you need to be people who are honest. These are the times when you just need to be honest with God. God, look, everything is falling apart, but you said you would be here with me. I'm doing what I can. I'm living for you. I'm seeking you. I'm, I'm, I'm reading your word. I'm, I'm applying it to my life. And so, Lord, I know that you're going to be with me. You've got to have those type of thoughts. You must make a deliberate action to replace negativity with positivity. And that's why Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure. Because you can fill your life and your thoughts with a lot of negativity, but fill it with good things. Think about things that are good. Be intentional. Be deliberate. And practice positive thinking. Practice reflecting and pondering what is good. Because God will change your thinking. He'll help you. But you must be able to overcome your thoughts. You must think positive. But you also must hear positive. You must hear positive things. Revelations 2, 29 says, Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And he said this all throughout Revelations chapters 2 and 3. Whoever hears, let him hear. Let him hear. You see, the Spirit of God was speaking to the churches because he wanted to help the churches. He wanted them to to correct the problems that were in their life. And God is always wanting to speak to us. But you need to hear positive things. People who set themselves up for failure are not hearing what the Spirit is saying because God will never lead you into a situation for your harm. But God will lead you on a path that is designed for you to get you to a better place. Every time, you know, we heard this before, you know, if, if one door shuts, another door will open. Yeah, I understand that. But sometimes they slam right in your face. But if you continue to follow God, he will bring you to the place where he has promised. Think about how Egypt wandered, and the Israelites wandered around after they left Egypt. For 40 years, they wandered around. 40 years of disappointment, 40 years of waiting, 40 years of wondering if it's ever come to true. And 40 years and finally they entered the promised land. You must hear positive things because I'm sure there were a lot of people on that, the, that company of the wandering people in the desert. I'm sure there were a lot of them that were saying, this is never going to happen. We should have went back to Egypt. Right? But the people who really knew that God was going to do it always listened to what Moses told them. Always listen to what the Lord said. They would hear positive things. What are you listening to? What are you putting inside of your ears? The voices that speak to you. Music, TV, um, movies, friends, co-workers. Sometimes the loudest voice we hear is, is ourselves. And we hear things like, I can't. It probably won't happen. I'll never achieve it. I'll never do it. We can hear God, we can listen to the devil, or we can listen to our negative thoughts. Those are the three things that will speak to us. Our thoughts, the devil, or God. I'm going to listen to God. Because too long I listen to myself and the things that I put inside my ears. Too long I listen to the devil and the half-truths that he would say. 
But now I listen to the Lord. And your hearing leads you to positive thinking. And positive thinking leads you to a better life. But you need to be careful what you are listening to. Negative people are not listening to the word of God. They, know, they may know the word of God, but they're not listening to the word of God. They may know, but they're not listening. I remember the actor, uh, Harrison, or not Harrison Ford, but um, Sean Connery. He was in this movie, and I forgot the name of the movie. And um, he asked a question for this kid who was this brilliant kid. He could write. And, and, um, and he asked him at the very end, he asked him this question. Because the kid was shooting free throws, and he missed both free throws, and the, the team lost the game. And Sean Connery looks at this kid and he says, did you miss him or did you miss him? Now, if we read that on paper, it's just a, a play of words, you know, did you miss him or did you miss him? And it's, it's basically, he's just repeating the same thing. But when you hear the tone and the dialect that Sean Connery was able to, to do, you begin to understand what he was really asking. He was really asking, did you do it on purpose? Or did you try, or did you do it on purpose? And that's what hearing is about. You must hear the word of God. And here's what the word of God says. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. You have to start listening to the word. You've got to start digging in and saying, okay, I just don't want this to be a superficial Bible reading. I want to hear what God is saying. Hear his voice. God will lead you by the Spirit if you're listening. Your thinking will begin to change because of your hearing. Thirdly, you must see positive things. Hebrews 12.2 says, Fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of the faith. You must see positive things. Negative people look at bad in people, bad in circumstances, bad in all of the events of your life, and that's all they see. It's easy to be critical of others, so we don't have to look at ourselves in the mirror. It's easy to be critical of everything else so that we don't have to reflect about ourselves. It's our human nature to only see the worst in people and not the best. But God is not human. He's asking us to see positive things. I just received a letter from someone who's in prison right now and they're asking for help. And, you know, my first thoughts could be, man, this guy deserves it. This guy deserves it. But my first thought was this, Lord Jesus, help him. Right there where he is at in prison, help him. And, Lord, let me help him. Why? Because I want to see that there could be a chance that maybe this individual in a horrible situation in prison might finally change his life around and lead other peoples to Christ in there. Lord, help him. Let me help him. You have to see positive things. It's so easy to look at the negative and to dismiss people. We have to see. James 5, 9 says, Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at your door. You have to look beyond the first thing that we see. Because we, we tend to see negative. But you got to see positive. I don't see failures. I see opportunity. I don't see your shortcomings. I see your potential. I remember having coffee with a gentleman, 
And this was years ago, and he was said, and he passed away now. But I remember he said to me, and we were meeting in Hy-Vee, and he says, you know, every church in this community does not want me. They know my past. And I looked at him, and I said, I don't know your past, and I don't care. I said, let's do this together and end up being a great brother in the Lord until he moved and passed away. You see, God wants us to see beyond the moment and stop looking so critically at others. Fix your eyes on Jesus because how many know that people will always see negative in us? They'll always see negative in us and they'll see our shortcomings, they'll see our failures. But if we're focused on Jesus and we just put him first, then we see the potential in people's lives. So don't judge. Look for success and victories in people's lives. And they will raise up to that opportunity. You know, when you raise the bar in people's life, people raise up to it. If you set the bar low, people will stay there. But if you raise it up, people will, will follow you. People will go to the challenge. Why? Because we always want to win. We know we're people who want to win. We want to challenge. We want to we achieve. And so speak to people that way. You must see positive things. And finally, you must speak positive thoughts. Psalm 105, 2 says, Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. You must speak positive things. If there is nothing else you could do, speak positive. Just speak it. It may sound weird to you at first, you know, but you must reflect what is inside your heart. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, Luke 6 tells us. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. You might as well start putting positive things in your life and you might as well start speaking them. Because if you speak negative things, it's only a reflection of what's happening inside. But if you listen and you hear positive things, if you see positive things, if you're thinking positive things, guess what? Positivity is going to come out. Positivity is going to come out. If you want to be a person who's positive, a person who has a good attitude, who thinks about things that are noble, you will begin to speak those things as well. And the first thing, the way you can train yourself is this. Speak about the wonderful things of God. When I was developing my prayer life, when I was making a conscious effort to develop my prayer life, I went back to a simple principle where it was just, I was going to read the text and I was going to pray the text. That's what I did to develop my prayer life. I would read the scripture and I would pray the scripture. And I wouldn't pray about this or that or how to be a better youth pastor or how to, how to be a better husband. I was simply going to read the text, read the Bible, and pray the Bible. And I would come across things like God created the heavens and the earth. And I would begin to speak that. Lord, you set all these things and you created all these things so that we can have a relationship together. I'm not going to kick you out of the garden, God. I'm not going to get kicked out of the garden. I'm going to stay here with you. This is where I want to be. And because of your blood, because of Jesus, the sacrifice he did, I have the right to be here with you. Lord, come spend some time with me. I want to spend time with you. And I just began to pray the word of God. I began to just think about things that are just amazing. Even as I was driving down the road, I just, just the other day, I thought about what the Lord spoke to me a few years ago about the tops of the trees. I will never be tall enough to see the tops of the trees. 
But yet those details are complete. Why? Because God wanted all this to be beautiful so that we can have a relationship with him and spend time with him. And even though I can't see the details, he was so concerned to make it pretty, make it perfect, that he even finished the tops of the trees. Now, I know I'm not God, because if you come over to my house, everything will be clean in what you can see. But don't open no doors. Don't be looking in the bedrooms, because you know those things won't be perfect. But yet God loved us so much that he finished the details. He got the whole place set so that we can have time with him. I would begin to pray that, and I would begin to speak that. And all of a sudden, I began to speak the word of God. Fill your mind, fill your thoughts with the great stories of the Bible. Let your mind be filled with things that are amazing and awe-inspiring Because it's easy to fill it with fear and doubt and worry and concern. But fill it with things that are just amazing. And I guarantee you, you're going to start thinking positive, acting positive, speaking positive. So this morning, as we bring this to a close, I don't want us to be negative people. I don't want us to be negative people because of the circumstances that we are in or because of the things that we find ourselves dealing with. I want us to be people who are positive, not based upon some false hope or just a a optimistic belief, but it is based upon knowing that our God is with us and he will never fail us. And if we just continue to focus on him, we're going to see victory. We're going to speak victory. We're going to act like we're winning. And it's going to affect us and all those around us. Choose what you think. Think on things that are honorable and good. Choose what you hear. Stop listening to the negative thoughts and the negative influences in your life. Choose what you see. Change your focus. Put them on Jesus. See beyond the moment. And choose what you speak. Fill your heart full of good things. And just begin to speak the wonders of God. And I believe that when we do this, these simple things, God is going to do a transformation inside of us. Because I want people to know God, and I want to be an example to them. Imagine if I was the most depressed and negative person in the world. Who would want to give up their life and follow that? I wouldn't. But I want to follow God, I want to follow people who have faith, people who have courage, and people who are positive. So let's be that. Let's be that type of person.